Hello and welcome to Interfilm Recommends, a podcast for film club leaders which highlights new and classic titles for you to explore with your clubs. My name's Joe and I'm joined by Eleanor and we're from the programming team here at Interfilm. So why is film good for engaging with sport and sports stories? Well we think sport holds a unique place in the public imagination and it's always been a rich area for filmmakers to explore. These films we've chosen are all compelling examples of how sport and film combine to explore issues of community, politics, teamwork, personal attainment and identity. And a terrific recent example of that is the new release Creed, which Eleanor is going to talk to us about now. Creed is the follow-up to the Rocky series that sees young boxer Adonis Creed appeal to his father's former rival and friend Rocky Balboa to help him make it big in the ring. It's the second collaboration between young filmmaker Ryan Coogler and rising star Michael B. Jordan. First was Fruitvale Station, which we also have on our catalogue. This film is actually a much more light-hearted affair. It still touches on sensitive issues with heart, and the film doesn't shy away from discussing the dangers and the risks of boxing, including the probability of long-term physical damage. It's a certificate 12, um, and we at Interfilm recommend it for 11+. There is some violence and injury detail, as you would expect from a boxing film, and there's also some infrequent strong language. It really follows in the tradition of its predecessors in the Rocky series, and it embraces a sort of triumph over adversity story that we love to see on the big screen, especially in sport, which is seen as a social leveller where talent will shine forth regardless of background. The difference is that this time Adonis has experience of living in a nice house with a well-paid job thanks to his stepmother Marianne Creed taking him in, and his desire to box is about expressing a primal need to fight. I didn't take you in for you to go backwards. You're better than this. I'm leaving soon. I'm going to be fighting full time now. So I want to tell you face to face. So the film fits into a wider trend that you probably noticed going on in Hollywood recently, which is bringing back old iconic franchises and updating them for the 21st century. So as well as Creed, we've had Jurassic Park, obviously, which came back with Jurassic World. There's been Star Wars, which was revitalised, of course, at Christmas. Mad Max Fury Road and Independence Day is looking like it's going to be one of the biggest films of this year as well. And it has to be said, they've all been pretty successful at updating themselves and bringing new characters into the mix, making the stories fresh, but also playing on the nostalgia that people have for the earlier stories. Absolutely. And the kind of spin on that in this film is that Creed is trying to make his own name without drawing on his father's fame. The film itself really takes this concept on and is very much a self-contained drama in its own right, even while it addresses its legacy of the Rocky series. The characters of Adonis and Bianca, much like Finn and Rey in Star Wars, are the new faces that bring the story to a new audience. Bianca is Adonis's love interest and moral support who bridges what we know about the legacy of Rocky, as well as opening up another side of Adonis's character and allowing the audience to explore his issues in more depth. Can't do it. Nah, it's not my name. Plus, I want to make it on my own merit anyway. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, in a funny way of showing it. What's that supposed to mean? I mean, weren't Apollo and Rocky like best friends? I mean, it feels like you're trying to tap into whatever it is he left behind. I don't think that's anything to be ashamed of, you know? It's really great to see a UK location used for the climactic showdown. Those familiar with Liverpool will recognise Goodison Park, the home of Everton Football Club, and real heavyweight champion boxer Tony Bellew appears as Adonis's rival, pretty Ricky Conlon. There's a real emphasis on the theatricality of the sport as well and the media circus that surrounds it. It really adds pressure to the competition, and you can see the boxers feeding off the crowds. It's a real mental test for the fighters, alongside the punishing physical dimension of the sport. Okay, next question. Young man in the glasses. 
What about the contrast between you two? You, the overnight success, versus Conlon's rags to riches background? Nothing happened overnight. I've been fighting for some time now. That's exactly how it happened for this guy. He's an overnight success, never had a damn fight in his life. He's got this shot because he found that name last night. Creed is available to order from our catalogue and we have a film guide on interfilm.org which supports viewing and also includes discussion points and extension activities. And actually you can see one of our young reporters interview the director, Ryan Coogler and Sylvester Stallone on the Get Into Film YouTube channel. So check that out when you get a chance. So another film on our catalogue that really explores the intricacies of boxing and the media frenzy around it is When We Were Kings. So Joe, would you like to tell us a bit more about that? Sure. So When We Were Kings, for those of you who don't know, is an Oscar-winning documentary all about the 1974 Rumble in the Jungle, as it was known, which was the heavyweight boxing bout between Muhammad Ali and George Foreman in what was then Zaire. So the stage is set. We're just about ready to begin. Round one. This time, the championship is at stake in $5 million will be paid to both fighters. Ali ready, Foreman ready. We're waiting for the opening bell. We think it's one of the most powerful sports documentaries ever made, and it's a real must-see for anyone interested in sport, and boxing in particular, but also for people interested in cultural iconography, celebrity, and the political scene of the 1960s and 70s. It's a certificate PG, we've got it at 11+, plus. there is some racially charged language in there, which you should be aware of, and there's some very, very brief nudity. And it's also worth saying that the film goes into quite a lot of detail and shows a lot of footage of the fight itself. It, there's a lot of intricate analysis of what happened that night and it's worth bearing that in mind if you're uncomfortable with the concept of boxing or showing any boxing footage to young audiences. So why do we like this film? Well, for one, it's a hugely entertaining portrait of one of the most iconic figures of the 20th century and perhaps the most significant sportsman to have ever lived. It also captures the mythology behind heavyweight boxing at the time. This was a period where there were huge personalities both in and out of the ring and it was a real medium that was fascinating heavyweight intellectuals of the time and writers who were really captivated by the sport and its tactical intricacies and the metaphorical nature of it. I'm going to retire the heavyweight champion of the world. Oh, September the 25th, the world will be stunned. <laughs> That's right. If you think the world was surprised when Nixon resigned, wait till I kick Fulman's behind. So the film deals with these huge hyper-masculine personalities. We've got Ali and Fraser themselves, but there's also Don King, Sonny Liston, Norman Mailer. James Brown and B.B. King. It's a, it's a real fascinating cultural portrait of the time. Speaking of James Brown and B.B. King, the film also has some incredible footage of the enormous soul music celebration that was staged to run concurrently in Zaire in the build-up to the fight. The footage is really funky and exuberant and there's some incredible fashions and big personalities. And the concert was also promoted as being the Black Woodstock, which took on a great significance in the Black Power movement. First assembly in the history of all America where all the top-notch blacks of America and the people of Africa had something together, all on a world level. We're all meeting each other and learning more about each other. And it's the first assembly among American black men and Africans, I guess, in the history of the world. But more than anything, it's an extraordinary political film, and it really captures how sporting events such as these take on a huge cultural and social significance beyond anything that happens in the ring. So not only does it explore Ali's own political stance, which includes his conversion to the nation of Islam, and his refusal to be drafted into the Vietnam War, for which he was severely punished at the time, but also the political situation at the time in Zaire. 
The fight itself was hugely controversial, as it was being hosted by the then president, who was a very much an egomaniacal, brutal dictator, eager to use the fight as a means to promote himself and happy to spend huge amounts of money on it, despite the fact that the country itself was wracked with severe poverty. The film doesn't shy away from exploring the ethics of these issues, and it really understands the broader significance that sport can have in both positive and negative ways. So moving on to talking about the rest of the film list, we've got a whole selection of films on our site that explore the issues of sport and film a bit more deeply, and we're just going to briefly mention some of our favourites here. So personal attainment is obviously a massive thing in sport, and a documentary that for me really addresses that is the film Personal Best, which is all about a group of sprinters' preparation for the 2012 Olympics. And it was charted over a period of four years, and it really explores the discipline and the almost Ali-esque absolute self-belief which is vital to succeed at international level. You've got to see the bigger picture. Don't look at these girls who you race against as like these aliens who, wow, they can run so fast because they're just like you, do you know what I mean? And I, and I love to think that they are literally just like me and it's just a matter of who wants it more, who's fiercer, who can actually execute their run and be technically sound. On a kind of lighter note, there's also films such as Whip It and Bend It Like Beckham, which are great films that explore how sport can also be an outlet for self-expression. And in both of these films, the young women break away from what's expected of them by their parents to carve out their own path. And in doing so, they embrace different sides of their personalities and also challenge traditional models of femininity. And going into films that look at issues beyond sport as well, I'd really recommend a film called Moneyball from 2011, which deals with the behind-the-scenes mechanics of professional sports teams and their recruitment policies, which have always historically been fairly mysterious. It's a true story, and it's a dramatisation of a charismatic talent scout called Billy Bean, who was uh, recruited by the Oakland A's baseball team, who were then fairly mediocre. And he developed a series of innovative techniques to recruit players, and it had a transformative effect on the success of that team, which then went on to influence recruitment policies in other baseball teams, other sporting teams, and more specifically, other businesses around the world as well. So not only is it a great sports film, but it's fantastic for any issues around business studies or economics and citizenship. It's a really fantastic film. I thoroughly recommend it. Another film I love is Next Door Wins, which is a lovely documentary about American Samoa, who were unfortunately ranked by FIFA as the worst football team in the world, but thankfully that didn't put them off, and this wonderful documentary follows their quest to qualify for the World Cup. Now you may be able to guess the end results, but the story leading up to it is really, really lovely and heartwarming. It's a wonderful portrait of community, it's a fantastically inspirational story, and it goes into many unexpected issues around gender identity as well, so it's a really fabulous film. Fan culture is also a really interesting dimension to explore when you're looking at sports films, and we have a few films on our list that deal with this. One of my particular favourites is Offside. Offside is a really entertaining and thought-provoking insight into a society where fan culture unites people in support of their country's national team. However, strict gender divide prevents women from being spectators at the stadium, and this represents a real stumbling block, and we've got these die-hard female fans that are desperate to get into the stadium and have to go to extreme lengths to be part of the live atmosphere at the game. And just finally, we couldn't leave without not mentioning Looking for Eric from legendary director Ken Loach, um, who you may have seen recently won the Palme d'Or in France for his forthcoming film, I, Daniel Blake. He's really known for his crusading films about social injustice and marginalised figures in British society. 
And this film is very much drawing on those themes as well, but it's a much lighter affair. It's about a Manchester postman who's going through a bit of a crisis with his identity and struggles with his teenage son, and he finds an unlikely life coach in the shape of Eric Cantona. Uh, your friend, are they? Yeah, they're my mates, yeah. Do you think you can say everything to your friends? Yeah, I suppose you can, yeah. So trust them. So while this is a comparably lighter drama, it still retains all of a trademark Lotes focus on working class community and captures a kind of unique unifying force that sport and football in particular can provide. Thank you for listening to Interfilm Recommends. That has been our sports podcast and you can check out that film list on interfilm.org. We've also got plenty of resources to support the titles that we've been discussing. Tune in next time where we'll be discussing Goosebumps in a special primary podcast all about transitions. So we'll look forward to seeing you then and thanks for listening.